You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. How many fans of H.P. Lovecraft here, huh? A bunch, yeah? How many people know anything about his life? Read a, not a, a biography or... You? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yes, there's a quiz. And uh, <laughs> if you fail it, well, you know, you are going to be bred with something unholy. S.T. <laughs> uh, Josie uh, has written a new biography of Lovecraft, and he's also an anthologist, and uh, he did Black Wings, and now he's done Black Wings 2, and I wrote this uh, for Black Wings 2, and um, it involves Lovecraft, and it might help a little if you know uh, something about his life, and uh, this is about a, a young man who um, comes to a psychiatrist, and um, he has identity issues, and the psychiatrist gives him a special drug, and a sort of hypnotic drug, and um, takes him back and back and back and finds out that um, he, he does indeed have um, an, an unusual identity problem. He, he actually uh, is remembering his past life. And uh, so I'll just leave it at that, I guess, and read a portion of the story. On a cart to one side was the tape recorder for the session, a used syringe and the little tray with prepared syringes for adverse reactions. Superfluous caution. His nurse, uh, Leah, entered softly, caught Fyodor's eye, and nodded uh, toward downstairs, silently mouthing, his mother? Fyodor shook his head decisively, and no monitoring mothers. Roman was of age. I, I do feel a pleasant oddness. Roman murmured, his eyes fluttering as Leah left the room. Good, Fyodor said. Just relax into that. Let it wash over you. He switched on the tape recorder, aimed the microphone. I feel sort of thirsty, Roman said. His eyes closed, his hands drooped loose, occasionally twitching at his sides. That will pass, Roman. Let's go back to that experience by the ocean, a little... Over a year ago, you said that after that you were remembering a white room with a nurse. Could we talk about that again? I... T take your time. Just explore it, Roman. Take your time. She holds my hand. That's what I remember about her. The soft pressure of her hand. And my trouble breathing. A pressure. A pushing inside me crowding my lungs. And then I remember my very last breath. I remember thinking, is this indeed my last breath? Gods, the pain in my belly is returning. The morphine is wearing off. They say it's intestinal cancer, but I wonder. Perhaps I, I should try to tell the nurse about the heightened pain. She's sweet. She, she won't thank me a whiner. The others here are more formal, but she calls me Howard. I feel closer to her than I ever did to Sonia, my own little Jewish wife, to think I married a Jew, and my closest friend for a time before he, 
he got the religion bug while he was dear old Dunn. He was a mick. <laughs> I want to raise the nurse's hand to my lips to thank her for staying with me, but I can't feel her hand anymore. I'm floating over her. There's a voice, an inhuman guttural voice calling me from above the ceiling, above the roof, above the sky. I must ignore it. I must go away from there, find something to anchor me safely in this world. I, I want to tell my friends I'm all right. I drifted, drifted, found myself in front of old Dunn's house. And there is a cat, heavy with pregnancy, curled up under the big elm tree. I love cats. I feel drawn to her. That calling comes again from the deep end of the sky. I need to anchor down here, the cat. I fall, I fall into her, the warm darkness, and then the sounds, the scent of her milk and her, the feeling of her soft belly, light, and I remember exploring. I was exploring the yard and the big tree overshadowing me and days pass and I, I grow and the sweet mice scurrying to escape me. Theodore had to lean close to hear him now. Oh, the mice taste sweeter when they almost escape. And the birds, they seem happy to die under my claws. Their eyes are like gems. And then the light goes out. The gems fall into eternity and they mingle with stars. I can scarcely think, but my body is my thought as I patrol the night. I pour myself through the shadows. The other cats, well, I avoid them most of the time. If I feel the urge to mate, I go into the house. This house, through the back door, the girl lets me in. I know what a girl is, what people are. I remember that much. I know there's food and comfort there. I rub against the girl's legs, climb onto her lap. I will let my embers smolder there. She admires my golden eyes. The, the girl tells her mother and father Dunn, who's come to visit, that the cat understands everything she says. When she says, follow, the cat follows. She tells them, I think it understands me right now. It's not like the other cats. Theodore shook his head. This was not going as planned. Roman should be incapable of fantasizing under the influence of this drug. The formula was related to sodium pentothal, but more definitive. It had a tendency to expose onion layers of memories, real memories. But a memory of being a cat? <laughs> was Roman remembering a childhood incident in which he imagined being a cat? Fascinated, uh, Theodore cleared his throat, uh, where his heart was thudding. Uh, how far back do you remember? Before the white room, before the cat? Roman moaned softly. Oh, how far, how deep the night gaunts. I have come to this house to see Dunn of all my friends in the Providence Amateur Press Club. He was the one I trusted the most. Curious, my trusting a Mick. I sometimes sneer at the Irish in the North End, but even so, I love to work with dear old Dunn on his little printing press in the basement of that magnificently musty old house. I'm even tempted to take him up on the wine his father kept in that hidey hole down there, but I never do. Dunn loves to codge a little wine from his father's bottles, makes up the difference in grape juice. The old Irish rogue conceals the bottles from his wife. She doesn't like him drinking. Wine from Italy, a local Italian priest got for him. Dear old Dunn. I even ghost wrote a little speech he made. Ghost writer. 
wondrous and most whimsical to think of that term, considering how long I wandered here from house to house in Providence, afraid of the great deep that yawned above me when I breathed my last. I was gone from Providence, and I was there, gone. Did anyone notice? He made a soft, rasping moan. What do people remember of me? If anything, they'll remember the intellectual sins of my youth. But why should people remember me? I, I'm sure they won't. If I could tell them what I saw that day on my trip to Florida, getting out of the bus on, on the South Carolina coast, and an interval in the bus trip, my last real trip in 1935 it was, the driver told us the bus would be delayed more than an hour. Well, it's time to visit the lighthouse on the point near the station. I was determined to get to know the ocean, wanting to go against my own grain. But you can't grow the same tree twice. Yet I writhe about trying to change the pattern. I will go to sea until I make peace with its restless depths. Despite what I told Wandry or because of it, I'll show them I'm more than the polysyllabic phobic they think me found the lighthouse, tumbled down old structure, seems to have been fenced off. A broken spire, what a shame. There's been a storm. I can see the wreck from the sea mingled with its ruins. The breakers have shattered the lower seaward wall of the lighthouse. There, is, is that a hollow beneath it? I clamber over fence, over slimed stones, drawn by the mystery, the possibility of revealed antiquity. Perhaps the lighthouse was built in some old colonial structure. Look here a hollow, a cobweb chamber, and within it, a sullen pool of black water, its opacity broken by a coruscation of yellow. What could be glowing, sulfurous yellow, within the water of a pool hidden beneath a lighthouse? It's as if the lighthouse had one light atop and a diabolic inverse light sequestered beneath. There, I, I stare into it, and I see something I've glimpsed only in dreams the tortured spires, the cracked domes, the flyers without faces. I'm teetering, falling into it. I'm falling, swallowing salt water. Something rises in the water as I swallow it, an eel, an eel without a physical body. Yet it nestles within me now, biting, whispering. And in darkness, walking back on the bus, looking fuzzily about me. How did I make my way back to the bus? Cannot remember. The driver solicitous, asking, You sure you're all right, sir? You're wet clear through. <laughs> I insist I'm well enough. I, I take a few minutes to change my clothes in the station restroom. The other passengers are exasperated with me. I'm delaying them even further. I feel quite odd as I return to the bus. Must have struck my head exploring that old lighthouse. Had a dream, a nightmare. Can't quite remember what it was. Dream of something crawling into my mouth, worming through my stomach, down to my intestines. Something without a body as we know them. Quite exhausted. I'll fall asleep in my seat on the bus. And when I wake, we'll be in northern Florida. Theodore glanced at the tape recorder to make sure it was going. Had he administered the drug wrongly? This could not be a memory. Roman could not possibly remember 1935. Still, it was surely a doorway into Roman's unconscious mind. A powerful mind, a writer's mind, perhaps. A narrative within a narrative, not always linear, a nautilus shell recession of narrative. 
Eyes shut, lids jittering, Roman licked his lips and went hoarsely on. Trip to Cuba canceled, still Florida. Saw alligators in the sluggish green river, seemed to glimpse a slitted green eye, and within that eye a sulfurous light shining from some black sky. A great many letters to write on the bus back. Handwriting can scarcely be legible, and oh, the pain in the midst of my midst. How it chews away, cursed as always with ill health, getting my strength in recent years, discovering the healing power of the sun, and then this, the old flaw, chews at me from within. I fear seeing the doctor, nor can I afford him. Little bit tea and crackers to eat today, can't bear much more anyway. The pain in my gut, I seem to be losing weight. R.E.H. is dead. Strange to think of two-gun Bob taking his own life that way. He should have been a swordsman, striking the life from the faceless flyers when they struck at him in some dire temple, not muttering about his Texas neighbors, not stabbed through the soul by his mother's passing. We should not be what we are. We were all intended to be something better. But we were planted in tainted soil, R.E.H. and I, tainted souls blemished by the color out of space. I wrote from my heart, but my heart was sheathed in dark yellow glass, and its light was sulfurous. So much more I wanted to write. A great novel of generations of Providence families, their struggles and glories, their dark secrets and heroics. I can be with them, perhaps, when I die. I will become one of the old houses of Providence, wandering, searching for its secrets. And I refuse to leave Providence when I gasp my last. The sweet little nurse takes my hand more tenderly than Sonia ever did. God bless Sonia and her infinite patience. If only, oh, it's too late to think of that now. The nurse is speaking to me. Howard, can you hear me? I believe we've lost him, doctor. Pity, such a gentlemanly fellow, scarcely older than, I can't hear the rest. I'm floating above them, amazed at how emaciated my lifeless body is, my lips skinned back, my great jutting jaw, my pallid fingers. I'm glad to be free of that body. There's no pain here, but something calls me from the darkness above. Is the light of heaven up above? I know better. I know about the opaque gulfs, the deep end of the sky, the hungry deep. I will not go. Now oh, that'll do. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. <laughs>